Welcome to Cold Beer Hot Tapes, episode 13. I'm Tim. I'm Kieran. And uh, this week, we're joined by our, our first repeat guest, Dad Jeans. That's me! <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks for joining us, uh, Scott. This is uh, <laughs> this week, we're talking Flying Lotus' sixth studio album, Flamgra? Is it Flamagra? I have been saying Flamagra. I have been saying Flamagra. Flamagra. Uh, his first in five years, actually. Wow. Well, four and a half, but close enough. Um, in the meantime, he, of course, has been keeping busy. He's still the brain feeder label head, mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. contributing to Thundercat albums. Uh, got still his... a lot of mainstream production. Yeah, uh, Kendrick. Um, yep. He did a film. He scored an episode of Atlanta. Kusa, right, didn't yeah. he? Was it called? Kusa, yeah. 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 He's uh, apparently scoring an anime right now, too, which I, I didn't know. Yes, it's uh, called uh, Yasuke. It's apparently about a black samurai, so I'm I'm very I feel very seen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess yeah. First, first thoughts on uh, after you know digesting this for a little over a week. Um, it's good. Uh, I like it, but probably not as much as other uh Flying Lotus albums. That's that's kind of I'm a big fan. I've listen to everything since forever um uh and yeah i think this one's probably my least favorite but it's not that it's not bad yeah i i kind of i I kind of agree um this is my by far my least favorite flying lotus project i don't have too many great things to say about it um it's like okay um it's not i wouldn't really say it's great it's got a lot of good things going for it but it just doesn't amount to like a whole super thematic crazy cool experience that even your dead does which i think a lot of people are not huge fans of your dead but like i think it's very uh on message the entire time um whereas flamagra i feel like kind of wanders a lot and maybe that's kind of the point but i'm not sure how effective it is so i completely agree with you and that was actually my chief criticism but i'm gonna be a little bit harsher in that um i feel like you know until the quiet comes and uh you're dead had like a much stronger or a little bit clearer thematic um you know elements there and i was saying to tim right right before we got on the line um you know this this project is his longest album, I think. Oh no, right. it is by at least twenty minutes. Yeah, and I, you know what, this this was my biggest. My I think opinion. until the quiet comes is actually like fifty something minutes, like fifty two. Okay, well, so it's like longest by like ten minutes, not twenty. Yeah, still actually not 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 insignificant. <laughs> uh, thanks for well actually me on, on here. Um, <laughs> you want to come back for a third time? Yeah, you better clean, clean up that tone anyway. <laughs> but um, point, point being was. Uh, this album is long. Uh, it has a lot of short songs on here. It's roughly 27 tracks in 66 minutes. Um, and, you know, on the other albums, you have a lot of small bits and pieces of songs that are a minute long, minute and a half, two mm-hmm. minutes that are kind of like a lot of ideas that maybe aren't super well fleshed out. But at least like, you know, when you're dead or until the quiet comes and especially on your dead, they felt like they were in service of some like clear thematic And they tone. come and go. Yeah. And, like... yeah. and on this one, they just... I don't know what the overall concept is here. And a lot of them feel like they're just kind of floating out there and it meanders. And a lot of the time they have as much impact as me. Like, I, I felt like the impact of listening to a lot of these songs without futures that were a little bit shorter. Um, 
you know, they kind of felt like filler or I felt like I was watching Adult Swim half asleep. Um, and it barely registered in my mind. And a lot of the songs of this album kind of fall under that, uh, yeah. uh, under that banner for me, like pretty boring. Yeah, I think part of it is like without that, without the strong concept of theme, like Flying Lotus doesn't have a lot to stand on because he's super talented and he's super unique, but like he can get very samey if he's like left to his own devices and isn't concentrating very hard on a theme. And so, and that's what this feels like. And that's what definitely what this feels like. Um, but I mean, there yeah, are I mean, build, yeah, building off of that. At least what's good here is that. The range of guests here is, I think, one of the best and most random of Absolutely, the year. Yeah, and you know, and certain. The, sorry, no, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, with the exception of one, they're all pretty dope features. Ooh, what's your? What's your... One that I'm, I am not a fan of the Tierra Whack feature, dude. I I had that song in my head all. It's I, really I had, funny. I, I specifically <laughs> in my notes, Diddy's on his face just because it's fucking hilarious, and she says it, it like is four times. Hilarious, but it's just like, again, it's like. I think it's just so offbeat and like not on theme. Like <laughs> it's like because because yeah. the 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 ostensible uh, after reading interviews and stuff like the ostensible like theme of this album is supposed to be, um, like it's supposed to be fire and uh renewal and and like birth and renewal basically because titties on his face doesn't really uh actually it signifies rebirth and he's becoming a baby again so he's nursing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hell I mean, yeah. Hey. Look, I mean to take I guess to contrast that, apparently his original dream feature for that song was Buster Rhymes. So I like where this oh, went man. way better. So cuz yeah, I mean off kilter and everything, but Buster Rhymes was supposed to be on this originally. His that was his uh his vision for who was supposed to be on that. In- but he said Tierra killed it and was the only person that probably could have gotten away with that Aaliyah line because you know, that's a little uh, little little envelope pushy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh the uh I really liked all the features here. Um and I guess it's partially like he has grown, his stature has grown. You know, Steve Ellison from I don't know, 2010 getting a Solange feature, getting a who's the other one that's really out of left Little Dragon, David Lynch. Like all of those would have been almost yeah. like unimaginable a couple years back. And Nobody seems out of place, which is more testament is how varied he can make himself. I think the the perfect pairing here is probably the Anderson Pac still because yeah. just you know, his drummer delivery really fits in with how the whole structure of that song goes, and that song kind of changes pace in a lot of different ways. Um but yeah, this this the syncopation really just lets him just marinate in there. Also yeah. the uh, Shinichiro Watanabe music video they have for for more. Yeah. Oh my god, so good. Yeah. Um that 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 one hit home. Uh but I I did I did find uh the Anderson Park feature here was really good and um and honestly most of the features on this album uh generally speaking even the Terawack one like kind of feel like the most interesting songs because oh, like yeah. they actually feel like they're playing off each other instead of like <laughs> like Flying Lotus kind of existing in his own vacuum of of just making like you know, adult swim bumps. Yeah, not yeah. that there's anything wrong with that. We gotta no. reiterate that, even though it's I just, think that's it's a... hard to. It's just hard to like carry off of that for like, yeah, an hour, yeah. An hour and six minutes. Because you know like... we're we're fans of that sound, but like you know, we've seen him do it for I don't know upwards of ten years now, so we know he can do Probably more not. than that. So especially after you're dead, which kind of like really 
felt like a very out of pocket uh, album for him. You know, yeah. like that was him. I feel like his most ambitious work, and to follow it up with like kind of just like whatever. I mean, I also think yeah. a, a big part of it is that he described this album as being the clavicle. Uh, clav, clavicle. Oh my god, am I confusing the bone and the instrument? Probably. Clavinet. Yes, clavinet. This is a, this is a clavinet album. Not a clavicle. Your 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 dead was the electric guitar album, which it very much was, and yeah. uh, until the quiet comes was the Rhodes piano one, and like saying it out loud, like yeah, because makes a lot of sense. <laughs> well, that and just I, maybe it's because of just how long this one is in comparison. You know, it's just so much more jarring that the transitions aren't as smooth as they were on your dead because that's a yeah. huge, huge selling point on that. Because, yep. like, you know, you look down and you're just so caught up in a groove. And then when uh, Never Catch Me starts, like, oh, wow, it's already been four tracks. Even when I hear that yeah. like, opening piano riff from that song, it's yeah. still like, oh, shit, yes. Like, that, yeah, that was a. I'd never got that moment of like that that cinematic feeling here, like in terms of like yeah. the build and pace. Like some of the he moments, comes, sorry, he comes. Clo- I think he comes close. Like, I yeah, think there's a lot of moments where like uh, one of, he like shows off one of like the key like flying lotus strengths, which is like taking a very like insular eccentric, uh, L.A. beat scene type beat, and then expanding it out with like a lot of like orchestration, a lot of instrumentation, and stuff like that. And he does that on this album, but it doesn't come at, like, the right moments. Like, on You're Dead, there are these, like, super strange offbeat, like, beats that are, and at just the right moment, it Mm. feels like it expands into this incredibly epic, like, it's, like, literally the sound of the afterlife. And, like, you immediately, like, knowing that that's the concept, like, you, you immediately make that connection when you, like, hear these, like super wide choir sounds and like these super orchestral and like spooky atmospheric things that expand out of these super tight beats you know yeah like there's there's no chord as the terminator on this album at all no oh yeah and i feel like that's just the centerpiece of you're dead and i guess the closest there is to a centerpiece on this is probably takashi which i think is collectively all of our favorite songs on here yeah it felt like putty boy strut taken to like a far more interesting extreme you know like oh, yeah. if you guys remember that one from until the quiet comes which kind of has like yep. a similar kind of bounce to it but this uh, uh takashi is, is so cool it, yeah. it's it's super cool like that's the one song of this project that i've repeatedly come back to and i also um i think it's like a good it's kind of like a good microcosm for the project in general because like it's long but like it doesn't necessarily feel long but there's i don't know it's it's amorphous and like constantly changing but like it's it's all the good things about this project i guess is what i mean to say like yeah uh, because i despite we've talked about how long it is i don't feel like it's uh it it doesn't ever feel too long like i don't think there are any moments where it really drags it because like it it's all pleasant to listen to you know like it, it it's like you said kieran it's just like dozing off while you're listening to adult swim or something like that yeah, but that, like, the fact that it just feels as, like, kind of ambient in that way. Like, I'm not looking mm-hmm. for chill beats to study to a uh, 10-hour loop on uh, YouTube. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, especially, again, after my uh, my chief criticism will still lie on the fact that, like, You're Dead Until the Quiet Comes were very engaging in this one. Kind of, uh, I like, I listen to this a lot on my commute. I even, like, sat down one night this week and, like, listened to it f- 
on my couch, like just me and this for an hour. And, um, I still didn't like gravitate towards a lot of it, you know, like besides some of the, some of the weirder moments on this project got really, um, out there. Like Takashi's really cool. And, but like some of the, you know, the David Lynch song fire is coming. Like I, I really liked the beat there though. I did, but it was like really weird, but like that kind of like, that's kind of what I expected almost from like the past few albums were like, it was a very like weird and unsettling, uh, you know, vocal yeah. monologue from David Lynch. And like also his voice is just so odd um, in like a yeah. cool way. Like, Look, um, man, that was a pitch for an episode of, of uh, Twin Peaks, the fly low scores. I like that idea a lot. Yeah. And yeah. don't hate it. And that's, yeah. But the point being, like, those really weird moments are kind of what I was, like, hoping for of, like, something that was going to unsettle me a little bit, but also, like, I can't look away. This is super interesting. Yeah. Especially when, like, his everybody talks about Kuso in that way, and that's sort of, like, where a lot of, like, a lot of his, of Flying Lotus's new interesting ideas are, like, the the other side of psychedelia, you know? Like, kind of, like, the terrifying, like, aspect of the trip rather than the super pleasant, uh, vibed out part of the trip which you know? I, which actually this was something that kind of came to mind while i was listening to this too is that one i just want more musicians especially ones that don't just do like rap or rock to do psychedelic drugs because like every time i think of when like asap <laughs> rocky does something super ham-fisted in lsd I'm like <laughs> like you know like flying lotus had a song called dmt song and you know he didn't let it become his personality and it always felt yeah. like it was supplementing a bunch of already cool ideas rather than like no this is my thing now yeah like basically <laughs> yeah. the idea like wasn't like in the drug itself but like he already had some of these ideas and then did some dmt and then exactly yeah 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 and i think that's really cool you know even this is relatively straight edge as my life is but hey I, I i like seeing people get out of their comfort zone and i think what this kind of goes back to from based on what your criticisms both are is that this feels like a step backwards rather than a step forward yeah yeah it just it just lacked that like sense of a uh, of just pushing boundaries i was not expecting um and like i don't know i feel like that's what i enjoyed about the past few years of of flying lotus projects is like they were they were pushed, like, maybe not, like, always unsettling, but at least they were pushing in directions. Like, everything felt very new and, like, yeah. and not even I, novel, just, like, legitimately inventive. Yeah, and I, yeah. I think, uh, go ahead, go ahead, stop, got Well, he, I feel like he's always, like, this, I feel like he's always, like, about, he's, like, pushing uh, genre limits, but it's always a new genre with each album, it feels like, you know, like, with Cosmogramma, it's like IDM or like super avant-garde electronic. You, you mean industrial, not intelligent, because that that t- we discussed that term <laughs> is too sweaty to be used to describe music seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's very fedora. Uh, I listen it's to fedora an, core in nature. I listen to um, intelligent dance music. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't listen to SDM stupid dance music. Me, so. me, me, and the boys down at uh, Mensa. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to IDM. <laughs> God, I, I cannot use that term around you guys because I like I just use it as like an aesthetic marker rather than like. Uh, yeah, we know what you're saying. Yeah, but we're still ripping on you for it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like every single time I mention it, uh, I I know this conversation is gonna happen. <laughs> well, I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, just, it's such a sweaty term, but <laughs> it is. It's bad, but um, but uh, and then like with 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 your dad, it's kind of like jazz. Um, 
it's he, like he's described it as his like first like legitimate jazz album and i definitely feel that um and uh i don't know with this one it feels like funk could have been that but like yeah uh it's just like missing something you know it's 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 not as to the point and direct as those other albums are you know yeah i mean that that being said what moments did you guys take away from this that you you found most interesting like obviously we talked about like takashi that we all universally enjoy and uh the 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 tierra whack future on uh um yellow belly uh obviously sticks out a little bit because it's weird as fuck but like um (laughs) like it's truly weird um but what are some of the moments on this album that like like it or not stuck out i like the first half a lot actually i like the first half better than the second half yeah, like I, the second half, you could cut six you, songs from the second half, and it wouldn't really make a difference here. It's very um, atmospheric and uh, soundtracky, but like not like iconic parts of a soundtrack, just like filler parts of a soundtrack. Yeah, you know. And um, and he dwells on those filler parts maybe like a little bit longer than he should. Um, and I don't know, just like. I know you guys like the features a lot, but I feel like some of them just feel like they could have been really cool as just like beats too. Um, like what? Ones that, uh, I think, uh, I kind of feel like. Let me see here. Let me look at the track listing real quick. Yeah, we have our, we have pulled up. Yeah, the uh, like like nine carrots. Uh, that's a standout one for me. Like the beat on itself was super interesting, and but also I felt like Toro's future like brought a lot to it. You Actually, know. now that I'm, now I'm thinking about it, none of these features I would really cut. Um, yeah. Besides, maybe the Tierra Whack one because I just found it really weird and Titties took me in out of face. the album a lot. And it's just like I think that beat would be dope by itself too. Like it, it reminds me of something that you hear on uh, "Until the Quiet Comes" or something. But uh, uh, I think you guys are right. Actually, now that I'm looking at it, except for maybe the climb. The climb just feels like a Thundercat song. Yeah, um, I, I like. I don't. I don't mind that at all, though. Yeah. I don't mind it, but it's just like, I don't know, like, something has to give in this hour and six minutes, you know, like. Okay, uh, I guess that maybe that ties into the he's retreading past ground because Thundercat's yeah. been a presence on all of his albums. Yeah, but that's like kind but of. This the... feels like, this like feels like it's from Drunk, like straight up. Okay, see, like, yeah. now taking mm. into this into account for a lot of it, because um, he did a, like, okay, everybody press play and did a little, like, behind the scenes through the yeah. entire track list uh, when the album came out a week or two ago. And yep. I think a big part of what I think are a lot of the complaints are is he was working on this, Kuso, and Drunk all at the same time. Yeah. How much of a hand did he have in Drunk? Was he like the executive producer yeah. on that? Yeah. He, he pees yeah. all his Thundercats albums. I mean, we can check. It's it's on my shelf right now. But but yeah, I'm 99% sure he executive produced it. And then you have some songs here. Like, I, I would bet money that Burning Down the House was a... Uh, to Pimp Butterfly era session that, that just got a hungover. I 100. percent That that is all like yeah, it, absolutely. Uh, you know George Clinton's uh, you know, sing style and that was straight out of To Pimp Butterfly. Because also he, he was also in Cuso, so like yeah. Okay, actually, just as a random thought, I also wrote down. P Funk is to Flying Lotus as Gap Band is to Tyler the Creator, and that. Like <laughs> that's really true they're, though. They're, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're two older influences that like respect both their hustles and have appeared yeah. in multiple projects of theirs, and they'll always take the call and just come hang out with them. Yeah. And he was like Charlie yeah. Wilson just showed up for Tyler's project. Yeah, 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 he's like, yeah, like no, like anytime George comes through to record, I just keep a live mic going because even his way of speaking is like freestyling. I'm like, that's that's yeah. fucking dope. 
But <laughs> but yeah, I guess taking into the account here is maybe he had too much on his plate, which, you know, I get it. He's a, he's he's in charge of Brain Feeder. Um apparently him and Thundercat were in talks to do a lot of the Red Dead 2 soundtrack, but I don't think the timing was, didn't work for them. Mm, so that also, like, I think I think the people just decided they want to go in a different direction. And yeah. It makes sense, but, like, also, part of me really wants to hear what that would sound like. Yeah, I mean, because, look, he's... I'd love for Flylo to just do a Western. That'd just be super cool. Yeah, yeah, that'd be very interesting to play, like, Red Dead Redemption and getting, like, a lot of, like, glitchy beats and, you know, and very intense... You know, in- electronic jazz solos. Yeah, yeah, like very intense, like quick little solos as you're like, you know, riding a horse around. See, like I, I yeah, I really see it working well. Speaking because... of good moments, sorry. Uh, speaking of good moments, which we were kind of on a little while ago, I think like Heroes is one of my favorite tracks because like it has a very classic. Same here. Yep. Like beginning of a Fly Low album feel to it, but um, like the part where it's just like, you know, the beats in. And then, like, it sort of drops out for a bit, and then Thundercat comes in with a absolutely like face melting bass solo. Um, that's just something I'll never say no to. Um, and then the background vocals it sound like a choir, but I think we're actually just Flylo himself. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, Heroes is, is one of my top three here. Yeah, that was a. <laughs> I like how there's Heroes, and then two songs later, it's Heroes in the Half Shell. Turtle Power. <laughs> Turtle Power. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! It's not have not put that together. Um, what do you guys think of the uh, little dragon future on here? Uh, I, I always like when Yukimi pops up places. Yo, they 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 still like punch above their weight. Like their solo projects are kind of like all right, they're fine. Like a lot of the you know little dragon projects, I'm not like they're not strong. Oh yeah, I don't I don't think for like pound for hound album, they no. haven't they haven't like gotten past like ritual union yet, but. That being said, Nabuma Rubber life. Band and um, Oops, Gravity all still had moments. No, true, but it's still amazing that they come in and they just like, you know, you want to throw them a future on your like electronic album? Or, yeah, uh, like or, they're, uh... they're, they're, they're <laughs> the most like chameleonic, like they can show up anywhere and it's not too out of pocket because like thinking of the past couple of years, they've been on this Flying Lotus album, they're on a Mac Miller album, they were on Catronata's album. Yeah. And none of those places do they seem out of place. They leave they leave their imprint really strongly, but like not taking away from the people's music that they're like guesting on. Yeah, like I mean, just Empire Ants is I, I think top five gorilla song by me, and that's mainly because of Yukimi. So shout to them. Always like the, the they always get the full feature too, even though it's always just her singing and the rest of the band has no involvement with the song. <laughs> That was a, but that song was interesting to me because it was probably the start of like the most interesting stretch of songs in the album with, uh, you know, Burning Down the House with the George Clinton one and then Spontaneous with Little Dragon and then Takashi. Um, and then P- P- Pilgrim Side Eye is pretty good too. That's Herbie well. Hancock on there and it's like. And Miguel Atwood Ferguson as well. Super weird funk. Like, and that's like kind of like a direction I would have loved to see more beats take in this album. Like, just like very offbeat mathy strange funk beats would have been like i, I would have loved that but then again i'm I, that might just be me projecting things that i like <laughs> onto what i want for the album it's true i mean like there was a lot of those moments where i feel like they had some really good 
players on this album i mean obviously like thundercats great basses herbie hancock the name speaks for itself um gil atwood ferguson is also like a pretty well-known jazz musician in his own right yeah, um, yeah. and robert glasper's on here too like there's a lot of uh, uh robert bruner is also a dope drummer who has been on the past couple projects for wait, like Fly like Fly, like thundercats other brother yeah i believe so oh, yeah that's yeah. right I yeah. forgot. <laughs> yep. And like there's great players on there and like I did like Pilgrim Side Eye for that reason where it was kind of a weird, you know, just small funk song, but like I like those moments where they clearly were just kind of you know, it it I don't want to even say it felt like particularly like a Fly Low album, like a, like a particularly like uniquely like oh, this is clearly Flying Lotus it was more just like no, it's just like a uniquely like weird thing and seeing all these people in a room make this kind of output, which is kind of cool. Um, mm -hmm. but I, I would have liked some more of that, but also it didn't like, doesn't alleviate my chief concern, my chief criticism of this, but it still, still was an interesting moment. And honestly, after you get to like, you know, track, I want to say 13 after Which the David coincidentally is where he calls it the first and second halves. And I think that really yeah. is also the center point. Yeah. That's where it drops off for me in a little bit. I agree. I, 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 I'd agree. And that, and like all the singles that came out beforehand, all came in the first half yes yep. everything other than i like land of honey with solange i thought that was really interesting i like nine carrots too nine like, carrots was a really weird I mean, song you, you and guys i didn't care for it but i also liked the climb but i i did but the, the, i liked all the features in the second half but like the I other liked, songs I liked there the though. climb i like the climb it's just like it's very much uh, it, it feels very much it like doesn't fit in the songwriting style from drunk yeah I don't again. I don't view that as a knock. I agree. It's yeah. still a pretty good song, but a lot of yeah, those songs, like good. after fire is coming, like that stretch of instrumentals you have there from like Andromeda, remind you, say something. Yeah, you could Debbie's really depressed. you could cut everything from. Uh, I don't remember any of those. Sixteen to twenty. Uh, twenty. <laughs> like even the Shabazz Palace is one. Like I, okay, I, this is like not, not to go down this road, but like I've never really been that into Shabazz Palaces, and I've tried to listen. I know they're kind of like a critical darling, but I've never. They're managed. kind. They're cool. They're cool live. Like which is something that happens with a lot of like very experimental uh, bands. Like once you see them live, I think you understand what's going on a little bit better. But in this context, but, I'm not feeling that. Okay, actually, yeah. So a hot that being said, or, sorry, hot take aside, I really think that. Shabazz Palace is only on everyone's radar because of how dry of a year 2014 was in general. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. To be fair, the guy who who the, the main guy in uh, Shabazz Palace is Ish Ish Butler uh, or Ishmael Butler. Uh, he is he was from Diggle Planets. Okay, that's that's why I think that's why uh, Shabazz Palace has kind of got like uh, ushered in or like he already had yeah. that existing fame and name to himself. Because but to it be is honest, I also always confuse Shabazz Palace isn't clipping. <laughs> I think I, have, I think I may have done that before as well. Yeah, 2014 was a very weird year. But uh, <laughs> they were a critical darling at some point, but I just don't give a shit <laughs> at this yeah, point. I, I honestly think I, Hamilton ruined it for us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, get, you, get your checks to V-Digs, but like... <laughs> oh, no. I don't even understand that. Wait, what How, What does Shabazz Palace have to do with Hamilton? Oh, Clipping, Clipping. The oh, guy in Clipping. Oh, was, was right. Oh, yeah, Divi Diggs, right. yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Shout out Josh. <laughs> but um, you know, like that whole stretch of songs completely kind of it, it it's it's not even impactful to me at all. Honestly, I, I wish I liked it more. The only songs I really remember from this second half are the songs with features in it. Yeah. And like like you guys said I'm not a super big fan of this uh Shabazz Palace's song and 
Um, and then after that, it's kind of like, I remember liking, uh, thank you, Malcolm, which is like, but I, I, I couldn't really tell you what any of the sound of it was or like what led into it. Like nothing really leads into any of the parts of this second part of the album. It's it, like I said, it's all feels like soundtrack album stuff, but like for very specific moments, nothing that like really sticks in your head or like transitions well. I mean, maybe these would be better with the visual. Maybe I think I think you could be right about that. Because yeah, like I was saying before, is like my, my biggest takeaway from the album is that the best songs here I can vividly see as being part, like integral parts of scenes in a movie or scenes in a TV show, and then everything else I just pictured the black black screen with white text late at night. And, yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong with some, something reminding some words you in brackets. Yeah, of, a, of Adult <laughs> Swim. But like, like, you know, you've been he's been doing that for 10 years and I already know he can do it. I'm not going to mind it, but it's not going to be anything for me to write home about. Yeah. I mean, what are the, uh, you know, obviously we've talked a lot about the parts of this album we don't fuck with, um, which is apparently a lot. But uh, um, what, what parts of this? None of like none of it's bad. Like I, I want to make that clear. Like bad is di- bad is different. I don't from dislike one. this album. Like it's it's just I don't see any reason to come back to it. And it's like yeah, in a world where so much music is coming out, like it's gonna fall through the cracks pretty easily. It's definitely gonna be something that I listen to like a couple times, and maybe I, I probably listen to it more times than I actually would have if it weren't for this podcast. So like, I probably listened to it more because I knew I was going to have to talk about it here. Just yeah. me. That um, happens to us too. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I just don't see a whole lot of reasons to come back to it. Um, even like, I don't know. It's nothing, nothing about it is like transcendental. No, the visuals are good, but none of them are as like crazy good as like, uh, never going to catch me music video was. Oh yeah. Come on, man. Here, that, well, heroes, generational talent too. That's true. Um, I do. Did Hero Mariah direct that video? Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. he did. There was a, is that, that's off the Until the Quiet Comes, right? No, you're dead. No, no that's your dad. Yeah. What? There's that one really great visual music video from Until the Quiet Comes where like the guy. It's they, the visual film that's like it's called Until the Quiet Comes, and I think that is I incredible. I think Flylo directed that actually. It's really good. Like I, I, I would love to revisit that honestly. Now that I'm, now that I'm thinking about like the the interpretive dance they do in that is like extremely wanna... interesting. I want to see Flylo get like I, I haven't seen Kuso and I heard it was disgusting and graphic and but like I really want to see some more stream mainstream like Flylo film stuff come to fruition. Hopefully, maybe like him scoring the anime will be something cool that I will really like. But I don't know. I just I got a hankering for more visuals from from Steve because he's really good at it. <laughs> What do you think of the visuals? I don't know if I don't know what context you listen to this album in, but if you guys went on uh, Spotify, like you know, Spotify starts doing like those visual yeah. backgrounds on a lot of their songs, yeah. especially new stuff that's really released. And uh, I kind of like was looking at them on my phone as I was running through this and to see some of the visuals. And like I think each visual for each song like zooms on a different part of the album cover. Um, I did think the visuals on the this is like really not our pocket to be talking about this. I feel like, but uh, I did think the visuals are pretty cool. It kind of reminded me of like old shitty isometric like RPGs from like the late nineties, kind of like yeah. some like Diablo looks yeah. that very like 
heavily embellished, like, but still looks pretty cheap and old, like something out of like OG, a Baldur's OG Gate. Fallout. Yeah, yeah, that kind of like you know heavily detailed, but like really not that high fidelity. If that makes sense, it's like we uh, we started with three quarters of the budget, realized we'd run out of money, so we had to <laughs> yeah. just have them finish what like they started with a really ornate like outline, but it's only partially shaded. Like it looks like it looks like a game like that could have been some kind of top down RPG from like the late nineties that you picked up on like a Circuit City box and that was like the pa- you know like those old paper boxes they yeah. used to have for uh, PC games and like I feel like that kind of box like the the art the the art on the cover of this album looks like something that I could have like picked off the shelf like next to Diablo or like Starcraft yeah. or one of those like early Blizzard or other like Baldur's Gate Fallout interplay uh, RPGs <laughs> definitely. The, you know the fact that you know these are still very early polygons, so nothing in the game will look remotely like this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, on the visuals, uh, another thing I liked about the visuals on Spotify was at the end of the album, um, they have the full credits uh, as the image for. I did uh, like that. Hot oct. Hot oct, and I would love for that to just like be a thing in all like albums released on spotify just as someone who likes to look at liner notes um yeah i didn't hate that at all i thought that was a really cool touch i, I agree with you like yeah. I, I i that's the one thing i hate about spotify um among other things uh like <laughs> they always randomly delete songs i download i don't know why that happens but neither here nor there um but like <laughs> okay uh, dad yeah yeah <laughs> they do it delete, I, I they deleted e- uh, igor from me on my phone the other day and i was like why they deleted all of them but like three songs i was like i don't okay no we'll find daniel i can go scrap with him yeah no you can get the hands um but i did like that because sometimes people on spotify are not very good at um like putting proper like liner notes in there yeah. like with actual breakdowns i end up going to wikipedia 90 percent of the time and to find fun it fun fact yeah. all the wikipedia ones these credits were adapted for title because the title cares about artists <laughs> i mean hey i mean they I do that they, they do always get the correct liner notes though on title yeah doing god's work <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> um so it's your boy yeah <laughs> Um, he he said he wanted uh, Jay Z on uh, FF4, but also I can't even remember what FF4 sounds like, so yeah. I don't even know if that yeah. would be yeah. a good fit or not. So, what would you guys rather do? Get a million dollars or like a half hour lunch with Jay Z? Boy, shut up, man! Like, come on, man. <laughs> come on. My credit's fine. What's Jay Z gonna tell me? <laughs> the f- food's here, all right. You know, base base got me on a tight leash. <laughs> That's a big flex, Tim. What's Jay Z gonna tell me that I don't already know? I, I like I don't know. Pay bills on time. What? what? Don't don't screw your friends over. Don't steal Rockefeller from Dame. I don't know. Or actually, steal Rockefeller from Dame. But yeah. Right. Anyway. Uh oh. Sell the nuts. Tim, Tim, are you gonna steal uh, cold beer hot tapes from Kieran? No. Hey, well, you know we're gonna. We're gonna talk about this. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I already called his text to my lawyer. Um, anyway, <laughs> your mom, but okay. <laughs> hey, everyone makes that joke to me, and I'm like, fair, it's true. Um, mom's a lawyer. What can you do? Um, and uh, yeah, so I've been talking about this for a while now. So if what, what, what were your favorite three songs off of this one? That if you if you had to revisit it, what would what would you come back to? And p- feel free to caveat the shit out of that with, like, I don't really like this that much, because I might do the same, but yeah. Um, what, what do you guys think? Uh, Heroes, Takashi, and uh, All Spies. 
right, or my three that stuck out to me the most. Why all spies? Uh, because like one of my favorite songs from um, "You're Dead" was "Cold Dead," mm-hmm. and that was also like a minute and a half of just like noodling, and mm-hmm. like it was just like mm-hmm. it, it always stuck in my head. And here, more so than many of the other like less than two minute kind of interlude tracks, that's the only one that really stuck out to me here. Yeah, um, I would say my three are probably heroes uh takashi as well and pilgrim side eye because i i love herbie hancock and i think he is probably the greatest living musician on the planet that's just something i'm gonna throw out there probably not that hot of a take but um and then for honorable mention i'd say maybe heroes in a half shell because i kind of like that it like stuck in my head it was like Sounded like a uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, beat 'em up soundtrack, and I like that. Hell yeah! Yeah, Turtles in Time Four, oh, best one in the series. What a great game! Uh, like arcade classic. Um, and I love pizza, so yeah. Oh, great stuff! Um, Cowabunga! Cowabunga, dude! <laughs> Master Splinter. I'm not a fan. Um, what was uh? Or is it Master Splinter? Or was it? Yes. Yeah. It was right. Master Splinter. Oh, Matt was. Shredder, 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 Shredder's, a bad, Shredder's, Shredder's a bad guy. That's a great bad guy nickname. Uh, Shredder, sick. Um. <laughs> Why didn't he skateboard? Did he skateboard or the other guy skateboard? The, Case- te- the teens did because, you know. You're thinking teens. of Thrasher, the skateboard magazine. Now, Ka- yeah. Casey had a hockey mask and did vigilante shit. But yeah. I don't really think he had a skateboard. I don't know. You know what? I'm, I feel like in the 90s, they shoehorned a lot of, like, skateboard shit into, like, you know, 90s, like, kid shows and cartoons. Cause, well, like, well, it was... what, what better way is a kid supposed to visually relate to any of the characters when they're not carrying a skateboard? That's true. I mean, definitely, yeah. like, there's got to be some Goosebumps books about skateboarding. I'd, Remember I'd Rocket Power? Man? Yeah. Like, oh, of Rocket course. Rocket Power was just a 100% manifestation of that, but, like, with nothing else around it. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I mean, SoCal swag, bro. The ancient Hawaiian saying, shout out my man Tito. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that fucking show. <laughs> I I my my cousin named her dog after uh, Reggie on that show. Yeah, rest nice. rest in peace, Reggie. He used to have the, the uh, Game Boy Advance game too. You know, it's funny until you just mentioned Rocket Power. The last time someone's mentioned Rocket Power is when like people were still skeptical of Ray Schremmerd, like they never should have been. Mm-hmm. Sway Lee does look like Auto Rocket a little bit. That's, yeah, that's true. That's um, a fact. Also, just going to Herbie Hancock real quick. Wasn't Herbie Hancock in a I think you should leave skit? Was that him? Yeah, I, I know they referenced him, but I don't know if it actually was him. I I haven't seen all of it yet, so I'm not Bro, sure. Bro, you got to finish watching that, as, as, by the way. To, I'll have to look at the tape and uh, get back to y'all. <laughs> I don't actually know if that was him in there, but I, I, I wonder if it was. They referenced him, and like I don't actually know what Herbie Hancock looks like as a person, so I was like, is this him? I have no idea. Um, he doesn't look as old as he is. He's pretty uh, old, though, right? He's been he, around a while. Yeah, but he was super young when he was like first popping off in like the fifties. So like, uh, he's not as old as like I guess Miles Davis would be if he was still alive. <laughs> if that gives you any reference at all. <laughs> um, yeah, he. My, Miles. How, welcome how, to ja- welcome to jazz talk with Scott. This is my podcast. Now. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> he bought the donate. He bought the domain name. Shit. Uh, um. For me, uh, give my give my two cents on the songs here. Uh, I really liked um, uh, uh, spontaneous little dragon. Um, I enjoyed uh, burning down the house. That was just super weird. And then Takashi. And then honor. I'll give a shout out to to nine carrots. Um, 
But is it, you looked it up. Did he, was he actually in it or not? Uh, they didn't update his discography since 2017, so we're not sure. But you know, I can check IMDb. We can we can confirm this. We'll we'll leave a note in the uh, Instagram uh, description for this. One. <laughs> 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 um, we'll, we'll we'll make sure to follow up with the the correct people. Um, but yeah, no. Overall, I, I was a little disappointed after this project. Five years. Um, and. Is he on it? I don't think so. Oh, Wait, right. uh, soundtrack. Uh, Scroll down. Actor. He was in Valerian to the City of a Thousand Planets. Really? Yeah. Bizarre. I mean, <laughs> I don't actually know if we, this, this, this podcast is not going in the direction um, <laughs> that I was expecting it to. Um, you know what? I actually think it might be him in it. I just can't find a. You know what? It's fine. It's fine. We're going to say Herbie Hancock was and I think you should leave. Was he in the actor section there or no? He wasn't in the actor section. Interesting. All right. Anyway, yeah, no, overall this album, uh, a little disappointing considering the, like, how... The pedigree. The pedigree I was kind of expecting. It's been five years. You know, Tim, when you are talking before about, like, all the shit he's been doing in the meantime since you're dead, it kind of makes sense that this probably, like, you know, your dead feels like that was something that was more, like, took a lot more focus yeah, and yeah. this doesn't have that focus, and that might be because he, uh, you know, He's was got his finger in a lot of pies. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and and that's kind of maybe where where this thing kind of the, the quality control kind of fell off. But overall, I'm I'm gonna say this is not a hot tape, and I don't really know if I'd recommend this to anyone. It did have some cool moments, but overall, I don't think even if you like Flying Lotus, this might really not be worth your time. Dude, yeah, to be honest, you're not. This isn't the uh, the Flying Lotus album that's gonna win fans. No. So yeah, um, and but I'm not even sure it's gonna do much to endear himself to people that are like you, you. All three of us are fans, and none of us are like you know, uh, pre you know, saying how great this is. Like we're we're not preaching about this one. Um, it's it's you know it's all right. Um, I, would, I would I would maybe like put the some songs from the first half on like a barbecue playlist if it's that kind of crowd, and you know what I mean if it when i say that but uh. some, some somebody that would wear the big toe protecting sandals to a barbecue yeah yeah it's straight it's straight up uncle music man that yeah that again thundercat has looked like big uzi vert for like the past two years so i could see that yeah <laughs> funny enough though a couple of months back scott was just like had run through a his discography before I was like, man, Philo doesn't have a bad album, and you know this happened. And even so, like this still isn't isn't like like cover your ears, like I'm burning my other records bad. Like no. this is just like not up to par for him, and he has just set such a high bar for himself. Yeah, and like That's the a, yeah. thing that I was saying about like that as well is that like they're all so unique in that like, and they're all so executed perfectly that like it's more of like just a choice. Uh, when you say like your favorite Flylo album, it's more of just like a display of your personal taste in music rather mm. than like like saying which one is good. Whereas like this one probably like makes it so. If someone said like Flamagro was my favorite Flylo album, I'd be like, huh, I don't know about you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what does that say? Like, like what what does this what does this draw back to you musically? You know, like that you like this so much that you didn't listen to the rest of his discography. Really, I guess. Oh man. Maybe. We sound like such snobs right now. Yeah, we're being real assholes about it. Um, <laughs> I like I like this album. It's like it's good, but it's not hot. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I don't know if it's gonna be worth revisiting. Tim, what's your? Yeah, I mean, 
you know, it's a, it's a spring day. Like, you know, and I, it's, it's okay. It's pleasant enough, but, like, it'll get cold pretty quickly. <laughs> that, that that being said, I still will come back to Kashi because I find that song really rewarding. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I would definitely put that song, like, in a playlist. Like, imagine that in, like, a workout playlist. Like, oof. Man, I would I would put the jets on once that song kicks in. Get that final rep in. Yeah, yeah. It's on your third set, last rep. You put on Takashi. Just there, you go. You're you drop, done. You drop the barbell on your neck because you're just so focused on the music. It doesn't matter. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's how that's how the greats do it. <laughs> All right, so this is uh, episode thirteen. God, is I hope it is episode. No, it's episode thirteen. <laughs> is it episode thirteen? Yeah. Oh shit. Episode thirteen. Um. So Scott has a Twitch channel. Uh, Hell that, yeah. That he will plug right. I forget your yeah. app on it. It's I wear dad jeans. Uh, Twitch.tv slash I wear dad jeans. And um, I'm probably gonna be taking a bit of a step back. When I first started, I was like, I'm gonna do it two times a week. And uh, uh, that's not that's not working out great. It's it makes me stressed and. If I want to do it good, I, I want to do it a little bit less often so I can prepare better. But that being said, I will be like streaming semi regularly uh, over the next couple months, probably. Any any new music coming out too? On top of that? Oh yeah, in July, keep your eyes out for a single. I just recently released uh, my uh, re debut, I guess, or like sort of return to music, which was a cover of a Pixies song. And so, if you like the Pixies and you like weird music. Um, you might like that, and um, I'll have an EP out in the fall. So just just keep keep checking on me. I like to think I have a funny Twitter too. So like check that out. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're we're fans here. Yes, we are. Um, we'll 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 obviously give you a plug. It's uh, I wear dad jeans on Instagram and Twitch. We'll uh we'll tag them in the in the Instagram post so everyone can get a quick link there. But um, oh, yeah, Scott, thanks for joining us. No problem. Always a pleasure. And uh, was Charlie, your cat, meowing in the background at some point during this? Uh, this oh, um... I don't think he was playing with a paper bag that I got for him um, earlier, but he, he, I don't think he meowed. I think he was just uh, playing with the bag. Saw him in the background here. Thought I heard him meow at one point. Um, uh, maybe he did meow. I don't know. He, he, but he secured the bag just, let it, just to let everybody know. <laughs> Let him know, Scott. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'm Tim. That's my son. that's my son. <laughs> I, I'm Kieran and uh, Scott. Thanks, thanks for thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Of course, All right. anytime. All right, peace, peace, adios. Mm-hmm.